Today in our men's lunch, we're going to start a new series. I'm excited about it. We're going to launch into a new series, and we're going to look at very practical biblical truths about a man and certain issues, a man and certain subjects. So it's going to be very practical. It's going to be very timely uh, talking to us as men about some very uh, specific issues that we deal with. Some of the topics that we're going to look at, and we're going to take about five or six months to travel through these. We're going to talk about a man and his integrity what does it mean to have integrity? We're going to talk about a man and his family, your, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your kids. We're going to talk about the purpose of a man, why it is that we live. We're going to talk about the definition of success. What is it to be successful as a man and to, to lead and to live a successful life? Uh, we're going to talk about issues that we deal with. We're going to talk about anger, an issue that, that many of us deal with. We're going to talk about our eyes, what we look at as men. We're going to talk about the language that we use. And so we're going to cover a bunch of issues that, that, that are needed that we need to address as men. Uh, we're going to talk about our place in the church. What is your place as a man in the church? The last thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about uh, your legacy. Uh, what would it take for you to have lived a life that truly mattered? Listen, your life uh, is going to be short. The Bible says it's like a vapor. It's here and poof, it's gone. It doesn't matter how many years you live. We're going to count that as too short. But how can you have actually lived a life that truly mattered, lived a life that, that, that resulted, that counted for something? And so we're going to talk about your legacy as a man. Let me just tell you, I'm praying for this series, and I expect it to be a great study for us as men. I expect it to be a needed study, a very timely study uh, for us as men. So I want to ask that you would commit uh, to being here on Thursdays and, again, invite somebody that would come and benefit from this study as well. Here, here is the dilemma. Here is the problem. And, and you, can, you can see this, and hopefully you've already seen this. Here is, the, here is the problem very simply today. Today, men do not know what it is to be a man. And I, I believe that is true. Today, men do not know what it is to be a man. We, we have all of these ideas today being thrown at us. And the TV says, this is what it looks like to be a man. Uh, our, our sporting world says, well, no, this is what it, it looks like to be a man. And, and, and some other source says, this is what it looks like to be a man. And, and then somebody else says, this is what a man does. And these are things that a man does not do. And we have all these different influences, all these different ideas as to what it is to be a true man. And the result is, and I can see it all over, and we see it in our kids, we see it as adults, men no longer know what it means to be a man. That is the reality of our day. Men no longer know what it means to be a man. This past week, I heard a new phrase, I'd never heard it before, a new term, and, and maybe you have, but it was, it was new to me. And the, the term is this. Toxic masculinity. I don't know if you've watched the news, but that's, that's a big word. It's one of the big uh, things that was coming up on Google this week. Toxic masculinity. Now, what that is, it is the idea that the traditional ideas of masculinity, whatever that means, uh, that those traditional ideas of masculinity are oppressive, that they are offensive, and that they are socially damaging. And so if you are what a traditional man is, that's damaging to our culture. That's damaging to your home. Um, if you look up the word toxic, the toxic, the definition for that is this. Poisonous, malicious, 
or harmful. And, and so this is the idea that, that masculinity, what it is to be a man, is something that needs to be fixed. What it is that we uphold as a man is, is somehow damaging to our society. And that's this idea that, that masculinity is something to be fixed. Just this week, Gillette, the razor company, and I, I'm like, well, I thought they were into selling razors, but evidently they've got a bigger agenda than that. Gillette, the, the razor company, their, their, their motto has been the best a man can get. Uh, they're, they're getting ready to change their motto, but their motto has been the best that a man can get. This week they released an ad specifically designed to address toxic masculinity. And in the ad, this guy goes around and they, they grow up and they look in the mirror and they go and they correct the kid that's a bully and they correct the person that, that treats their wife bad. And it's the idea that being a real man somehow has, has embraced those ideas. They, they say that their goal is to promote a modern, positive vision of what it means to be a man. Now remember this, they're, they're a company that makes razors. Their goal is to promote a modern, positive vision of what it means to be a man. And so we see even they are getting in on this discussion of what it means to be a man. So the question is this. If men do not know any longer what a man is, the question is where we, will we get our information from? If a man doesn't know where, where, where we get our information, what will be our source of information. Are we going to get our information from Gillette or are we going to get our information from somewhere else? Where will we take our cues as to what it is to truly be a man? Now let me tell you some of the places we get our ideas from. Uh, some of the places we get our ideas as to what a man is, uh, we let the world tell us that. We let the, the culture that we live in tell us that. And so we, we're letting the world shape us, the culture shape us as to, hey, this is what a man looks like. And it could be a, a macho Bud Light commercial during the Super Bowl, or it could be some effeminate, sissified version that's being taught to our, our little boys today. Uh, it could be anything, but the world is telling us what a man is. Uh, it could be our peers. And that's always been a big thing for men, but it could be the people that we run with. And so we're letting our friends, we're letting our peers train us what it is to be a man. And, and we watch them, and you know what? We want to be like them. And we, we see them, and we run with them, and we want their affirmation. And so we let our friends tell us what it is to be a man. And then, and then some of us look to ourselves. And, and we say, you know what? I know what a man is, and, and, and I've got this information inside of me. You know what? I am a man, so, so why would I look anywhere else? And we look to ourselves for our definition of what a man is. I'll define what a man is. Well, here's, here's the theme to this study. All of those places, listen, all of those places will not produce a man. The culture, the society, yourself, your friends, the world, your peers, all of those places will not produce a man. Psychiatrists, psychologists, Dr. Phil, the textbooks, they will not produce produce a man. The school system will not produce a man. A football coach will not produce a man. All of those places will not produce a man. All of those places will leave us with the wrong idea of manhood. 
And so let me just tell you, all of those places have us riding on a train that's headed for a train wreck. And I don't care what distorted view you've embraced or who's put that into you, but all of those ideas will put us on a train headed for a train wreck. We've, we've got a push today, and some of these are absolutely absurd, but we've got a push today for people to say, you know what, your gender is determined by you. Can you imagine that? We don't even know if you are a man. You're, you decide what you are. Your gender is decided by you. You know what that comes from? That comes from poor information on what it is to be a man. If you can decide what you are, if you're, what your gender is, that comes from poor information on what it is to be a man. We, we've got a push today to make men into women. And that's, that's a true story. We've got a push today to take away the differences between the genders. You know what? Those women, they're just like you. And you as a man, you're just like them. And you know what? The, the smart thing to do is remove the differences. And, and we've got a push today to make men into women. You know where that comes from? That comes from poor information on what it is to be a man. We've got men today that neglect and reject their roles as men. And, and what that means is this. We've got men today that won't be a husband. You know what? I'm not going to be a husband. We, we've got men today that won't be a dad. I've, I've fathered kids, but I'm not going to be a dad. We've got men today that won't stand up as a grown man. You know what that comes from? That comes from poor information on what it is to be a man. And all the while that these things are going on, the world needs men. The world needs true men. Listen, your home needs a man in it. Your church needs men in it. Our nation, I, I watch the news, I can watch the news on any channel for about a minute and a half today and I just get furiously mad. You know what's wrong with our nation? And it's not Democrats, it's not Republicans, it's not, it's not armies, it's not this. What's wrong with our nation is we need men to stand up and to, to act as men. And so here, here's the truth of this series. Listen very carefully. The only place we know what a man is is from the creator of men. Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that make sense? I, I don't need a team of psychologists somewhere to, to figure out a diagram of what a man is. The only place we know what it is to be a man is from the creator of men. And so to know what a man is, listen to me, we have to turn to God. Let me tell you this up front. And I'll just, I'll just be honest with you. I'm going to tell you this up front. That is not going to be politically correct. It's already not. That is going to be viewed as ignorant. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Listen, that is going to be viewed as ignorant. Let me tell you this. That's going to be hated. People are going to rail against that. People are going to laugh against that. They're going to dismiss that. People are going to attack that idea. But here's the answer. It doesn't matter all those things. Our answer is found in God alone. You want to know what a man is? The answer comes from the creator of men, God himself. You see, here, here's the reality. And man, I, I believe this with everything that I am. You see, today, we don't just need men. We don't just need any version of a man. There's a lot of versions of a man today. We need godly men. We need God-honoring men. We need God-seeking men. 
We need God-directed men. And that's only going to be found when we turn to God for our instruction. You see, we can, we can change the, the education system. We can change the ways that we produce young men. And listen, it's going to fail outside of it being based upon what God has said. It's only going to happen when we turn to God. The hope of our church, the hope of our nation, the hope of your home is a raising up of godly men. And it's, it's as simple as that. The hope of your marriage is the raising up of a godly husband. The hope of your kids growing up and standing against an avalanche of garbage and standing on their feet and pointing glory to Jesus Christ is, is establishing a godly dad. The hope of a church that says, you know what? We exist for the purpose and the mission of Jesus Christ and we're going to stand against everything that goes a different direction and we're going to tell people there's only hope in Jesus. It starts with godly men serving in that church. A nation that looks like Jesus Christ is going to happen, not with a political party, not with a new election, not with courts changing over. That's going to happen when there's a surgence, a rising up of godly men. Here's the start. Very simple. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says this. And then the Lord God, every one of these words is so important. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Listen, that's the starting place. I believe that. I, I actually believe that. I believe that's the truth. I believe that's profound. I believe that's miraculous. I believe that's ridiculously awesome. But I truly believe that. I believe that is the truth. God, the Lord God, from the dust of the earth, breathed into the nostrils of the man he created, and he is responsible for mankind. So listen to this. So my direction as a man is going to come from him. My direction as a man is going to come from him. It all starts with God. It all starts with God. Here's my prayer. We're getting ready to go into this study. And, and my prayer is this. My prayer is that this would actually matter. Man, we can come and we can eat and we can amen and we can high five and we can go outside and we can look like a sorry world that we came out of. My prayer is that this would change us, that this would change you, that this would change the desires of your heart, that it would change our marriages, it would change how we raise our kids. My, my prayer is that this would truly matter, and the results of this is that it would bring great honor to our God. Here's the reality. I, I think most of you would agree with me on all that. Here's the reality. It's going to take commitment on your part. You see, this isn't a magic bullet. It's not some thing I speak over you and all of a sudden it's settled. It's going to take commitment on your part. Now, what that means is this. You're going to have to commit. You're going to have to say, you know what? The desire of my heart is to be the man, a grown man, as God has intended me to be. It's going to take commitment to spend time in God's Word. It's going to take commitment to say, you know what? I'm going to obey the dictates of my Lord, and I'm going to let that shape my actions, my thoughts, my language, my responses. It's going to take commitment on your part. My, 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 my cause is, man, why, why not let that be now? Why not let that be us? Why not let this be this generation, these that just ate this lunch? God, take this and use this to retrain a resurgence of godly, godly men and let them exist for your glory alone. Man, I want to encourage you to be here. 
I want to encourage you to bring people. I want to encourage you to commit. I want to encourage you to, to go get your Bible and say, you know what, here's where I go. He created me. It starts with God that we would commit that God would use us. I want to start off this whole thing with a word of prayer. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. I want to start off today. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to start off with prayer. Glad you were here today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come today, and I'm thankful for you. And I praise, I praise my God for my Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for his power. I'm thankful for his intellect. I'm thankful for his wisdom. I'm thankful for how creative you are, Lord. I'm thankful, I'm thankful for, for you, for your character, for your nature, that you're trustworthy, that you're faithful. I praise you, Lord. Lord, I come now and I pray for these men in this room. First off, we just tell you, Lord, we're sorry. Forgive us, forgive us even now for being distracted, for turning to the world, for becoming numb, for taking up our cause or somebody else's cause. And Lord, as, as you've forgiven us and you tell us you do that, help us to repent. Each man in here, let them examine their heart. Help us to repent and to turn, to get sick of this world, to get sick of our sin, to get sick of the chaos and to repent and to turn. And then I pray, Lord, help us commit. Help us to commit to you. Help some here, maybe for the first time, to commit to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Help us to commit to your word. Help us commit to our wives. Help us to commit to our homes. Help us to commit to our churches. Most of all, help us to commit to breathing for the glory of our Savior. Lord, empower that. Lord, enable that. Lord, remove roadblocks for that. And let the result be great glory to you. We love you. Lord, we praise you. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Glad you were here today.